Welcome to the sixth episode of What the Hell is Advertising, the podcast where we dive into the world of advertising, marketing, PR, and everything in between, all from the lens of students. We'll dive deeper into the hot topics of the industry while also bringing you insight from young professionals sharing their stories as we discover together the big question, WTH is advertising. From your friends at UNT Ad Club, this is Noah and Maddie, and today we're talking about all things grad school with our very first guest and UNT alum, Bailey Maxwell. Yay! This is so exciting because... (laughs) I'm super happy to introduce to our readers and listeners, <laughs> Maddie. Hi! <laughs> so Carly is out this week living her best life in the mountains of Colorado. And so Maddie here stepped in um, and is going to be hosting with us this week. Was... So I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Fun. So Maddie, you're the communications director for UNT Ad Club, right? I am. That's me. Yes, so she posts all of the super insightful blogs on our website um, and all of that fun. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick, Maddie? Yeah, so um, I'm, like you said, I'm Maddie. I am a senior in the advertising department. Um, Again, I am the communications officer, so I do a whole lot of writing and blogging and posting stuff on the social media and all that fun stuff. I've also been a part of ad team and just done um a few other things in the ad department it's it's been a fun time and i'm super excited to be on the podcast because every single time i was going to it like didn't really work out so here we are we made it yes we're very excited we're very excited Not only is this an exciting episode because Maddie is here, but this is also the last of our three-part little mini-series of WTH is College. Um, The first part in episode four, Carly and I kind of talked about our experience getting into college, how we decided advertising was the right path for us. And part two, episode five, uh, Carly and I kind of talked about our journey through college, um, and our tips and tricks to survive. And in our last part, this episode, episode six, we are super excited to be talking to Bailey Maxwell, who got her MA in advertising from UNT. Uh, She's currently an account coordinator at Maroc and the former president of UNT Ad Club, as well as the former president of Gravitas, which is UNT's national student advertising competition team. So we are super excited to have her on. And without further ado, we're just going to dive right into the interview that she had with us, the little chit chat and uh, her answers to all of our burning questions about grad school. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, uh, <laughs> especially while we're still figuring all of this out. And uh, we're super excited that you're our first uh, guest on the podcast, too. Well, I'm honored to be. Honestly, this is such a great idea. So I'm when I saw that y'all were starting podcasts, I'm like, that is genius. I love it. 
and it so fits in with like all this catastrophe that's happening so accessible yeah yeah no exactly we figured we probably won't be able to go on tours anymore so now we can like bring the tours to people (laughs) so i guess we'll just kind of just go ahead and dive into the questions um unless you have any questions for us before we get started bailey um, no, but if they come up during the questionings, I'll, you know, I'll be happy to jump in with them. Okay, so I want to kick us off. Go ahead and start us off. So what was it that made you want to pursue grad school? And what about um, UNT and Mayborn kept you there as opposed to going somewhere else? So my grad school, um, I'm, I'm going to say like pushing in was less uh, traditional. So it so happened that my advisor at the time, like my undergrad advisor, they were starting the new five-year BA to MA program at Mayborn. And they're like, we think you'd be a good candidate. Are you interested? And I, I hadn't been before. I'd never considered grad school. I thought it would be like undergrad and done. And then she's like, you know, look into it. I was going to graduate early and it was kind of in my like five year plan to stay in Denton for another year. So I did. And I talked to the advisor who like shortly left after I joined. So I was kind of like the (laughs) Guinea pig. I like to say they like left me to it. And I'm like, you're like, okay, what do I do now? (laughs) Yeah. Right. She, yeah. She like left and then we got another advisor and she left like two or a year later. And I'm like, this is great. I'll just (laughs) swimming alone. Here, yeah, but um, so they encouraged me to, and I looked into it. Um, and Mayborn has what is called the Mayborn Scholar Program, um, and I applied and I received it. So Sue Mayborn, as Mayborn is named after her husband, um, covered you know she covered uh, my schooling, so that was fantastic. And opportunities like that, I didn't want to mm-hmm. let go. Um, so just kind of like fell into place perfectly and you were like okay like why the heck not why not do this yeah (laughs) I I don't think there was much hesitation at first once I looked into expanding um you know just schooling I loved college Mm -hmm. honestly like I wasn't ready to leave and I now that I'm out I'm like I want college back it's funny. So you you went on the New York trip too with Dr. B, didn't you? Yes. So I just went on that last year and she was telling me that as a, a grad student guinea pig, they had you do like this extra project on the trip. And she was like, it was so stressful for her. And like, I, I feel like it, certain aspects of that, that little trip were a little bit stressful as is. So I can only imagine like the pressure. Yeah, well, I think Dr. B was embellishing it a little bit for my <laughs> sake. She's fine. No, it wasn't stressful at all. Um, so with the grad school program, I with the five-year BA to MA mm-hmm. program, I was able to turn some of my undergraduate classes into grad-level classes. I just had to do an extra little step. So Dr. B, in this case, with the Mayborn class, worked with me, and I think I did like an extra report. Like it really, a lot of the professors were really accommodating and like, sure, you'll either do this group project solo or you'll do an extra presentation mm-hmm. to the class or research. Um, Dr. Champlin was one of those who I did her um, add in PR for social mm-hmm. good. And so that was one of the cases. So you just work with them to do 
a special addition to an undergraduate class to make it a graduate level. Okay, that makes sense. But I, as the program goes, I didn't find the the, uh, courses to be that challenging um, in a bad, you know, in a good way. They were challenging to like, we learned a lot about research and it was very involved and the professors were fantastic. But as far as like the workload, I didn't quite notice much of a difference. I appreciated kind of the the research aspect of it, which I was very heavy through in undergrad, which I probably should have like led with this and caveat since we are like in the advertising field. Not everyone, the graduate school isn't the path for everyone to pursue. Um, for creatives and copywriters, really portfolio school and experienced might be more beneficial to them because a lot of the classes that I took were very research heavy. Um, And since I was already in strategy and account planning, and that was something that I wanted to do once I got into the field, I knew that a master's degree and writing a thesis would be very beneficial Mm -hmm. to getting myself published and, you know, helping me with a job. Yeah, that makes sense. It is funny. Some people don't go to, don't like do grad school or anything because it's, it is interesting how there are some people in the ad world who didn't even go to college like I've met some creatives who are like oh yeah I just you know kind of jumped into it after high school and eventually worked up and I'm like oh my gosh what (laughs) is that any in the younger generation like I I I I don't even know like uh, people I I don't know some people just have a a gift for making things work out yeah or yeah exactly (laughs) so you mentioned earlier about kind of the different a big difference between your graduate work was a lot more research uh, like that so kind of what did you notice the big biggest difference was between undergraduate and graduate courses and kind of what was your favorite course that you took yeah definitely graduate classes were more research heavy um it kind of helped that I worked in a library so I was familiar with the tools and the and all like the resources available to you. And I, I think it was once I started grad school, I was a big proponent of reaching out to like the librarians that are like specialists in your field and getting those researches and the online databases that we have. Um, you kind of have to. I only wrote a thesis, but like I had people come in who were writing dissertations and like getting 10 books a month oh for God. like just the research I think I only dip my toe into what graduate school can do but I loved doing research I I don't want to say that to like scare off anyone it was so fascinating to like weave it all together and uh, my thesis was on transgender representation in advertising so I also think that the freedom that grad school gives you to pursue topics that interest you and your professors like rallying behind you it's not a side project like that is your that's your research that's you know all that you're doing so the support and the flexibility that it offered was amazing and for that reason um any of the classes that like allowed me to combine you know my coursework with them into my work with my thesis were my favorite classes and for that reason yeah uh, qualitative research I think with uh Tracy Everbach was my favorite because some of the projects and I think the final project that I worked on with her fed into my thesis so I I when writing uh 
of what 17 page paper for the final project in that class it was able to be put into my thesis and so that like anytime you have the opportunity to double dip like the professors and your mentors, they get it. And they're, you know, helping you with your classes. And I think we had another reading class where we did like very sweet, we got to pick the books. Um, so I dug into aspects of advertising that, you know, weren't in the syllabuses in undergrad, uh, maybe more modern, which is nice. You know, when you're an undergrad, the syllabi might have been set since, you know, 2001 or like even later than that so it's advertising world has changed so much so in graduate school you're you're staying up to date you're looking into recent research and I felt that was really interesting and expanding for my knowledge of advertising preparing me for the industry that's that's like a dream come true that sounds so fun actually it was it was in having like I said before, like for some people, you know, it's not the path you take. And I heard different things from different professors, but when you choose to be in grad school, the professors and the mentorships, oh my gosh, you get to know your professors like on first name basis. They take you out to Chili's after like your final That's exam. so cute. Yeah, it is, it's fun. And you have like a support system that is, that's great, you know, and it's fun. It makes it fun. It's makes it less intimidating. That's one thing I will say. I feel like the professors and advisors in Mayborn really do have like a genuine love for their students and a genuine desire to see them succeed. Like I've seen that since day one. And so I think that definitely just like makes the experience what it is and helps you really get where you're trying to go when you have those people rallying behind you, encouraging you. Absolutely. And I'm gonna, you know, point out Dr. B again, you had mentioned before, um, she was the reason that I took on the TA job. I wasn't even going to like consider doing it, but she like, I'm going to say cornered me in a hall. Dr. B. And she's like, I'm losing my favorite TA. Will you be, will you be my next one? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't have the time, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, 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 you can do it. I'll help you out. Blah. And Aww. yeah, the, what they push you to do and what they encourage you, it, that relationship is really beneficial and great. You were my TA. I thought you were so cool. I remember. <laughs> it was like the baby class and I talked to you and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like an older ad student. This is so cool. But yeah. We were talking the other day uh, that like uh, most of our ad friends were all in that intro class mm-hmm. um, with Dr. B and you as our TA. Cause it was like me, Maddie, oh. Carly, um, like, all of our friends now yeah, we yeah, all started no, there I remember where y'all sat like, <laughs> yes oh my gosh I remember that so vividly like, that's hilarious yeah See, and that's funny too because I wonder like what y'all think because I'm only like maybe two or three years older than mm-hmm. like I, I didn't think I was a TA at that time yeah I'm so great I'm an adult <laughs> that was the moment <laughs> I miss those days. Those those just simple times. I miss Dr. B too. It's been way too long since I've seen her. I do too. I wonder how she's doing. I know. I hope she's doing well. I'll have to check in on her. She's so cute. (laughs) It was being in her class when she doesn't wear shoes. That was like the first thing I told my mom. I was like, mom, there's this cool professor that teaches with no shoes. (laughs) It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. It really is. (laughs) 
So in terms of your grad school experience, what would you say are kind of like the most glaring kind of like pros and cons? Um, I think I outlined a couple of the pros, just the, the help from the professors and the advisors. Mm -hmm. Like I said in the beginning, I was kind of the guinea pig for the five-year BA to MA program. So uh, the advisors were trying to figure out along with me. So the relationship that I had with them was very much like the, do you know what's going on? Um, but now, I mean, now they have it like down pat, but every kind of new program had it had quirks and we, they were great. You know, it was just fun to work with them. It could have been so hectic and stressful, but I think the community and the great professors there made it easy and fun. Mm -hmm. um, cons, you might gonna make me think about that one. I will say it was a challenging workload. Mm -hmm. um, in grad school, you can choose to write a thesis or you can choose to not, you know, there's two options. And I, my mentor was Sarah, Dr. Sarah Tramplin. And love her. I know. <laughs> the best. She is. And so you like, it was a no brainer for me wanting to expand my honors project that I had did in my undergraduate into a thesis. And it was something I was really passionate about, but it was, it was a big workload because you have your nine hours of, you know, co coursework a semester on top of your thesis and on top of the two jobs I was working. So I, my small apartment and this desk that I'm sitting at right now, I just remember I had like stacks of books and 5 million different tabs opened on my web browser. Mm -hmm. So it was staying organized and staying above it all was kind of the challenge. But thinking back on it now, I'm like, I have such fond memories. I'm like, remember when I was researching things? That was cute. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when I was super stressed to the max? Yeah, yeah. Good times. Sometimes it is those times you look back on and you're like, oh, that, that was kind of fun, actually. Absolutely. Yes. And, oh, my God. <laughs> I think the most challenging part was the freshman 15 happened to me. The graduate 15 definitely happened to me. And <laughs> I blame McDonald's. They started their free fry Friday right when I started grad school. So every Friday I'd load my dog up in the car and we'd go, <laughs> we'd go get some fries because I would like stress eat. Yeah, was... Hey, you know, whatever, whatever gets you through it. <laughs> no I love that I think the biggest thing like for me the biggest thing that I wish I had more of in was strangely enough like writing a thesis and I know I say that like never really having to like do the real work but like I really enjoy writing and I, I mm -hmm. like for some like, the biggest thing that attracts me to grad school is like being able to just like write my heart out and like research my heart out but you I kind of wanted to dive into kind of how you uh decided on your thesis yeah definitely and um so my thesis was on transgender representation um I had started an honors contract uh I was a part of the honors college and undergraduate so I had a portion written and I was doing the research uh, because of the secret deodorant ad. Do y'all remember that one a couple years back? It was, I think it was called The Bathroom. 
and it features a trans woman in a bathroom kind of gaining the confidence to step out and the two girls in the bathroom the two women compliment her purse you know like oh I love your dress and I, I love your purse and she, you know all of her worries were for not you know she was accepted mm-hmm. I for I'm I probably picked the wrong industry because I'm such a sap to good commercials I like <laughs> cry it's it's yeah any the Super Bowl is an emotional experience mm-hmm. so I so I wanted to I loved it at first thought but then once I dug into like is this proper representation and if y'all know Sarah Champlin you know like she was always pushing us to really do that research and to represent the consumer in a, a correct light in a way that would successfully not only reach them but do justice to them as like a demographic mm-hmm. so I wanted to tackle that it was a something close to my heart And so I started researching and Noah, like you said, once you, once you're passionate about something, the writing comes easy and the researching, it's, it's fun. It's you like unravel things and you find connections and you're like, oh my gosh, no one has done this before. And I, it's novel. It's like, I can be the first to like report on this. And now there's like a fantastic documentary um, on Netflix disclosure pretty sure and I'm like oh my gosh where was this when I was writing my thesis yeah Yeah, that would be helpful right I know like the first hand uh documentary style but choosing to write the thesis it was just something you're passionate about and seeing it build and build by the time graduate school came around I'm like oh this I I can flesh this out you want 100 pages sure you didn't get to 100 pages (laughs) y'all that's a lot of writing I thought (laughs) that's a lot that's a book (laughs) oh my gosh I know I thought at the end of it it would be like this is a ton but then people are writing their dissertations which are books and I'm like okay maybe not a doctorate in my future but (laughs) did you find like a disconnect between what you were seeing in the advertisements being put out versus what you found in your research absolutely so and I still like want to have this it's an ongoing discussion you know Mm -hmm. with the advertising world and the trans community um representation in general you know whether it be any minority or whether it be in um gender uh sexual orientation race how they are marketed to or you know even talked about in pop culture um who leads that conversation mm-hmm. and that was one of the largest um largest things that kind of came up in my research was that in the focus groups people were like why are we making such a big deal like oh look at us we're being you know we're representing a minority and a you know star points for us by our coffee or but you know because we're <laughs> we're representing a minority group why is that a token of you know, your cell dollars? Why is it such a big deal? Why can't we, why can't representation be seamless? You know, representation in the way that we show all kinds of people and not make such a big deal about zeroing in on including. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what came up the most with right now we're seeing in pop culture, you have the token minority, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's, 
bringing light to it in the trans case can be dangerous for some mm -hmm. and making it a big deal and zeroing in on the differences can create an us and them culture mm -hmm. and dynamic that can be harmful. So yeah. the more we seamlessly integrate and have inclusion that's not blaring, mm -hmm. the more natural acceptance can come about. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I found in the focus groups and mm -hmm. uh, the qualitative research from, from my thesis. That's so interesting. Very, very much. And very different than what I thought. You know, I thought going in and, you know, research bias, the very real thing that we learned about in grad school. Mm -hmm. But I thought going in, like, hey, we need to make a big deal about representation. Yeah. We need to be like, hey, these people are underrepresented, so let's really push to see them. And it's mm -hmm. not so much making a big deal about your actions to be inclusive and just doing it without needing a pat on the back and yeah. without needing the fans. Oh, there. for sure. I think, like, that just goes to show, like, the importance of, like, true research and empathy and really knowing who it is you're talking to and who you're you're using to represent your your brand and what you're trying to advertise because I think like you said we so easily are like oh we're, we're checking the boxes we're doing the right thing we're incorporating the people that we need to be as if it's like this action that deserves a gold star rather than it, it just being what what you do in like a, a normal sense not trying to make it this this huge ordeal of like oh look how great we are because we did that definitely and i think it's important that the representation that we have like behind the curtain who in the advertising world has a say and that's why you know account planning and market research is so important mm -hmm. uh, but also representation in the industry um and i this, this is a podcast, you know, people can't see my face. I'm a white cisgender woman. And that was something I really had to face, take, um, take account for in my research and in any bias that I might have. Um, and I received a lot of help from the UNT Pride Alliance on campus. They were great in helping me along the way. And like all my research questions they would vet you know they told me hey this might be like insensitive or like you need to change your wordings here so checking your bias and being inclusive in the industry and allowing those voices to be heard are incredibly important and i did receive you know some pushback being a white cisgender woman doing this research and <laughs> i okay see this made me think now what was the most challenging thing I'm going to totally change my answer now. And it was imposter syndrome was the most challenging thing I faced. And that was a personal thing, not due to grad school, but due to my own pursual of a higher postgraduate education. And this thesis topic was, am I able or should I even be doing this? Mm -hmm. And the topic at hand was very sensitive one, but important that I felt that wasn't being done. Um, a lot of my research was new because there wasn't, you know, previous research on it. And when reaching out to people, it was like, are you exploiting the community? You're in advertising and advertising sometimes gets a bad rap. Mm -hmm. You just want to learn how to exploit this, this uh, subset or this demographic. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to make the industry better. But going back and forth of whether I should or who am I to do it, and I, it really brought about the importance of, as a researcher, 
letting, not letting your voice really be heard, Mm -hmm. letting the research be heard. And so it was, I think that is an incredible lesson I took into the industry. I've been in it one year now, still pretty fresh, but in considering the inclusion and everything that's been happening in our social climate, what are ad industries doing Mm -hmm. to allow those voices to be heard and to um, be inclusive inside the industry? Because when you allow that within the inside, it projects outward and it's reflected in the creative that you put out to people and it is reflective in the brand and what you support. And I think that's a really important facet. Yeah, all of that was fantastic because I, I definitely, I, I one of our questions too is kind of like, how do you feel grad school prepared you? And I think like you just spell it all out as far as like, I, I feel like just advertising in general, you're always kind of having to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. what what is this group of, uh, what does this demographic think or what does this group of people, you know, really want from a product? And I think uh, just, you know, hearing that, hearing everything that you were able to research and look into, I think that's something that um, would be so valuable just coming into the industry, just like having a better idea of uh, really understanding, like, you know, rep- represent all these different communities and kind of being able to back it up by research. Cause I mean, like we're not even out in the industry yet, but I completely feel you at like having that imposter syndrome of like, should I really be like, you know, saying like, this is what this person wants or this is what that person wants. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I definitely feel like, you know, I, I agree it's the tricky spot to be in. Definitely. And I mean, I think like I mentioned before, graduate school allows you to pursue topics that are more modern and are more attuned with your interest. So you learn, I think, the basics in undergraduate school. And I feel like all my friends who are in the advertising industry now, they're like, real life, you know, is is so different. And I feel like you need to learn those basics. But once you're, once you have the flexibility to either you're thrown in the deep end at work, or you're pursuing research that interests you, you're learning more about what's really happening in the advertising industry and the advertising climate. And that preparedness, that freedom to explore modern and like everyday or like current day research really prepares you for the industry. Um, And some people, they go to portfolio school and they're working on like real-time clients. Some people jump right into the industry and they have that, you know, jump in the deep end you're working, you're gaining experience, you know, you have those connections. Um, So, you know, whatever path you take, as long as you get like that modern day current experience is key. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, that's great. And I, you keep on like answering all of the, all the questions we (laughs) we keep thinking of beforehand, because it's, no, it's really great because I think it's just like, it, it all ties in together, you know, like how, like, what did you take away versus like what the good and bad and challenges, like, I think it's also intertwined. I think that's yeah. interesting to hear is like, uh, we go into, you know, when I, when we think about grad school, it's just like a pro and it's, it's uh, <laughs> just like everything else, much more complex. Um, but I think kind of one of our last questions that we have is just kind of what, um, would you tell someone who's thinking about going into grad school, thinking about um, getting their master's? 
I would talk with your professors and lots of them because I there were some who were like you don't need a master's you know it's it's going to be a waste of your time and they they said these things with like the best intentions because in like the art and the copywriting fields perhaps um being in the industry and gaining that like hands-on experience to put in your portfolio would be, would be best and you don't want to sit in a quantitative or qualitative research class um mm -hmm. that wouldn't like target to your needs that's understandable but i also had professors being like um the experience you'll gain but also the the preparedness that you have for the future um i think dr b was like you know if you want to be a professor one day you have the opportunity to with your master's i'm gonna like say it like financially having your master's should help you out in the industry with you have more experience. You went to school for more time. You have more experience. You have more like research that you are bringing to the table. So it does help your standings when looking for a job. Not to say it wasn't challenging. <laughs> um, but the but, challenge was just worth it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. I would say just talk to professors and advisors and you're going to hear a lot of stuff. Um, but consider what you want to do and even if you don't know and see i feel like saying like even if you don't know like just do it i want to say because it was so worth it to me such a good experience but considering the financial i don't want to be you know presumptuous about what the finances would look like grad school is expensive it's not cheap but there are so many programs out there and scholarships that want you to pursue a higher degree and that can help you. Um, a Mayborn plug, they have the Mayborn Scholars and they take a number that it's a full ride and uh, they help you know pay. And that was fantastic. Um, TA ships that you, know, you get a discount from, discount, <laughs> it pays for a portion of your schooling and you get a salary to help pay for rent. And scholarships, fellowships, the industry, the college industry wants you to stay in. So they have lots of opportunities to pursue. Mm -hmm. um, so look in, look into those options before you discredit finances, um, but talk to a lot of people because you're going to get different responses, um, but consider what's worth it to you. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was kind of roundabout, but like it was kind no, of it just honestly made sense. Like it, I think, yeah, I honestly like think it does sound like such an incredible path because you do get that like hands-on experience that you probably might not get just going through a bachelor's program, especially with that extra research and real life experience and having to work a lot closer with your professors. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Well, I think that kind of wraps up all the questions that uh, we typed up. Um, but Maddie, or if you have anything to add, um, definitely the floor is the floor is yours. No pressure. Um, <laughs> no, I thought that was all so great, and it's so encouraging, honestly, just to like see somebody who has gone through the same program that you're a part of, and who has come out the other side and is in the industry and succeeding and is happy and 
kind of figured it out because I think where Noah and I are at right now, we're, we're kind of in this weird limbo of like, okay, what do we do now? What's happening? Like we're, we're graduating soon. Like does like what happens from here? So thank you so much for being willing to answer all of these questions and share everything. Absolutely. It was very nostalgic. Even I, you know, <laughs> it was just like a year ago, but I'm like, I, oh, I miss that. Or like, Oh, I yeah. that experience. And I say it like with the warmest heart, I, I had such a great experience um, at Newborn. Mm-hmm. And I know a couple of my friends have gone back. Some of my graduating class have gone back to pursue a different um, postgraduate program at different schools and they're having a good time. And mm-hmm. you know, where you decide to go is definitely like tailor it to who you are and what you want to get out of it. There's mm-hmm. so many programs and so many options out there. I love that. Beautiful. Well, I think that's all we have. Great. This was so much fun, guys. Thank you it for having me. Yes. Thank First. you. Another huge thanks to Bailey for not only being our very first guest on this podcast, but really sharing her journey with us. Um, And I hope if you listened, if you're still listening, if you listen all the way through, you were able to take something away from Bailey's experience, really kind of get a taste of what your graduate experience could look like and kind of learning more about the possibilities that lie ahead after undergraduate life. Um, That wraps up our three-part mini-series of WTH is College. Um, We'll be taking a break next week, um, but thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk with y'all two weeks from now. Bye.